podcast sound. Yeah. And I was like, what? Good, good, good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, we're recording, right? We're 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 good. We're recording. Oh yeah, it's it's red. Okay, cool. All right. So, uh, I'm here today with Kim, and we're just we're just chatting. Yeah, we're hi just, everyone. <laughs> we're just chatting today. Kim and I met back in 2008 because our boyfriends knew each other, and we were both. In toxic relationships that we didn't know about. Like, we didn't know that the other was in a toxic relationship. Um, We got closer because I needed somebody's help with shopping. Like, I didn't know how to shop for my own clothes. And I, I asked Kim and her friend Daniel if they would take me shopping. And we went to the Santa Anita Mall. And I took like my $100 budget and we shopped for clothes. And I do remember that like the outfits that you picked for me were very similar to the outfits that you were wearing at the time. (laughs) They were pretty much identical to what you were wearing. It was like, yeah, this is my style and And you're going to take on that style. (laughs) And I was like, okay, cool. And now that is shopping. Yeah. (laughs) That day, we also went to go shop for lingerie. And I remember I got like a bra. Like I didn't even get anything like sexy. It was just like a bra. Like nibble a bra. Tassels. Yes. <laughs> not even nibble tat. Like not even that good. It was just like a bra um, that was like it had like lace. It had like <laughs> lace on the top. And then I got like a, a G-string thong that was like uncomfortable and had like butterflies it had butterflies on the side (laughs) and i I remember being like dude and you know what to this day i wear thongs you know but i don't enjoy them i feel like my ass just fucking munches on them all day so back to sexy lingerie (laughs) dude i have a i just bought this is a couple years ago. I went to a sex shop after a company Christmas party and decided to buy some like lingerie that was really just like elastic string yeah. wrapped around my body. Can you describe it to me? It was a light blue. Okay. Um cute. There was I I can't. It's like string everywhere okay was it like gladiator sandals but for your body exactly what it was okay i tried getting into it drunk okay that didn't work (laughs) and i tried getting into it sober yes and i i wore it once and that that was it okay that was it but um so i don't think i've ever had a good lingerie sexy lingerie experience well that day that i bought lingerie with you i had every intention of like being sexy so i put it on and i'm like you know hey and i got like the worst reaction ever it was like 
like confusion about why I would think I I was even like, why would you even throw this on followed by like him just going to sleep? Oh, God. Yeah. So, you know, I felt real good. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I had, I guess, something similar, but it was just no reaction. Yeah. So I don't know. That's, I don't know what's yeah. worse, man. <laughs> I don't, I mean, honestly, I would say they're both kind of in the same camp. Like, neither one of those feels real good. Um, So, like, we were both in these toxic relationships when we met. And we had no idea. How would you define a toxic relationship? I don't know. I f- well, I, well, let me ask this yeah. first. How would you define your toxic relationship? And then, like, do you think that that's what a toxic relationship is, no matter what? Or do you think it takes, like, various shapes and forms? I think that, well, mine was, I feel like there was a lot of dishonesty oh, in mm-hmm, mine. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess that goes hand in hand with, like, the loyalty and mm-hmm. a lot of trust issues. Uh-huh. Um, mostly one-sided. I had a lot of trust issues. Yeah. Dishonesty on the other end. Yeah. I feel like those are all traits that can lead up to. But he trusted you. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. Pretty you, sure. <laughs> you were, yeah. You were just an awesome um, girlfriend and he was just like not seeing that. In and. You. I feel like it was very one-sided in terms of, like, um, who was giving what to the relationship. Yeah. Um, so it was not a 50-50 situation. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think there are different, like, varying degrees and levels of what can be a toxic relationship. Yeah. Um, it can be, I think... As if one person is unhappy, mm-hmm. I think that can be labeled as toxic. I know some people might not say it's not. It has to be some kind of, you know, severe thing that's like happening. physical yeah. or emotional but abuse. But I feel like if one person is 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 unhappy, then the, their feelings are valid. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know if other people would consider that toxic. I yeah. think it could be the ongoing or keeping that going, knowing that the other person is unhappy. Yes. Yes. I, um, I feel like my relationship was toxic and not in the sense that like it was awful or that I felt like, I mean, I did feel stuck, but not in a way where like I was trapped, but more like stuck because I didn't know what to do or how to get out of relationships. Like I barely knew how to get into a relationship I, you know, met him through a friend and then we became this like this funny couple. We like had the same kind of humor and I think that's what attracted us to each other. And so to everyone we came in contact with, it was like, oh, this like dynamic duo, like they're so perfect for each other because of the way that they joke together. And that was cool. It really was like I really enjoyed that part of our relationship, but I also like could not connect with him on a like sexual level or on like an intimate level. And I never felt like I trusted him because of that. I was just like, you don't seem to find me attractive. And on top of that, 
I was always like, I was curious about why he didn't want to like be intimate with me. And then I would like see his computer was left open and he'd have like a ton of porn, like be watching a ton of porn. And I was like, like, why are you watching all of this like porn if like we're together? And he just yeah. like, it seemed like he preferred that. And then like the lingerie incident. And there were just so many times where I felt like, do you even like me? Do you even want to be in this relationship with me? Because it kind of seems like I'm more of a burden when it comes to the intimacy stuff. Like as friends, we clicked. But as a couple, we did not mesh at all. That's interesting because I kind of. In the first year of my relationship, I felt like it was all, you know, lovey-dovey or whatever. And I didn't really notice that I was giving more of myself Mm -hmm. than I was, like, there wasn't a halfway point where we were meeting. Yeah. And it was after um, that one year that I found out that he was cheating. Yeah. And I think that, like, and I still let it go. Yeah. Like, I think... Um, we got back together. I don't even think we broke up. Yeah. And I don't know why I continued. Yeah. You know, I don't know. You mean after you guys called it quits? Yeah. Well, we, yeah, we got back together and I don't don't know why I did it. I remember when you guys got back together because you guys had broken up and that's when we did P90X or was it Insanity? We did Insanity. And because, you know, revenge bod. Yeah. Insanity in the garage in the middle of summer. Sean T would be so fucking proud if he heard us right now talking about how we got revenge bod. (laughs) Um, And did the whole program. We did the whole program. We were so badass. And it was right after that that you guys got back together. Yeah. Because he came over to work out. Yeah. He came over to work out because... (sighs) It was not planned. The timing yeah. was not planned properly. And I guess we ran into each other. And then we ended up going to like a show together or something. I remember. Yeah. And then I got drunk and we were in the car. We were on our way somewhere and I sang the Taylor Swift song, Mean, <laughs> right in into your boyfriend's yeah. face. And he was looking at me like, and i was like i see you yeah i see you and i don't like you um but you guys got back together and then where was the breaking point there how long from that point how long were you guys broken up i don't know a few months i mean insanity is what two months yeah and then so it was a few months did he break up with you i don't know i you know i can't remember hmm I can't remember. I just remember the incident and then revenge bod came and yes. Yeah. So all in all, how long was that relationship counting both part one and part two? It was about eight to nine years. I don't think I knew you. My hat is off to people who cut relationships like fucking fast. It's like they get bit in the leg by a snake and then they just chop that shit off and they move on. 
And that's like, that's the best thing to do because every single time that you bring the person back in, it's like a reset and you're like, oh my God, I love them. And like, I love being around them. But anyway, I was in this relationship. It was like year four and I was like, man, I'm so fucking over this already. And I stayed in it for seven more years. And thinking about that makes me upset. I took like a mini break at some point. I think it's because I got this job. And at the job, like, there were a lot of guys. And I feel like those guys were, like, cool and, like, were paying attention to me. And But it was hard because the attention was what I was missing in our relationship. And and then what I missed while seeking that attention was, like, a fun, like, relationship. Because it did feel like we were friends. And I missed having a friendship, so I went back. Yeah. I went back to the friendship, and then I was just like, I have to learn to appreciate... I have to learn to appreciate this friendship because, you know, like, these kinds of people don't come along very often, and and just because he was a good friend, I felt like I had to force myself to keep putting my time and effort into the relationship because I knew what it was like to go out and experience people who didn't care about me, who were just, like just giving me the compliments yeah now i feel i feel looking back on it now if i could if i were to like give if i was like giving advice yeah based off of my personal circumstances and experiences Mm -hmm. i would say you at least for me like you can't be in a relationship with somebody else if you can't if if you're not in a healthy relationship with yourself. Yes. I would agree with that wholeheartedly. And I think that's what we missed out on because we went from like high school to relationships and that is like it cuts out that time where like, dude, you were at you were at UC Santa Barbara. Yeah. And like if you think about that kind of experience, like the college experience, like going there, having a roommate, meeting people, getting involved in clubs, like networking. But as soon as like you started dating it, like it shifted that. Yeah. And then you like missed out on that. And I feel the same way about my life. And I had somebody like once like um, make a comment like, oh, I'm bummed that you didn't like I went to college and I got my degree, but I had someone make a comment once about like, oh, do you wish you had had a real college experience? Because I just went to a Cal State and I didn't do that because of my relationship. I did that because of finances and I didn't want to be like deep in debt. But I do think that if I wasn't in a relationship that I would have felt compelled to like go and live and experience and since we're talking about like going back and thinking about that time and like what we would have done differently or whatever, I I think that everyone who's young and in a relationship should recognize that like youth does not last forever. And every moment that you're like wasting in a relationship that you're not happy in in your 20s, you could be spending like going and figuring out what it is that you want and love out of life because life has so much more to offer than just like the companionship of one person. It's like you go and you find out that you like to travel 
or that you like to read books or, you know, like then you kind of find out who you are. And when you do that, yeah, when you do that, when you like find out what you like, um, from anywhere on the spectrum from like hobbies to like what you like sexually, that's the kind of shit that you bring when you start dating and you say like, this is who I am. And I want someone who is cool with all of this because I'm not I'm not compromising like my authenticity. So I think that that is critical. I think that people who are in relationships who are young and in relationships need to like have their um, young and unhappy. Yes. Young and unhappy. I mean, I feel like. I was young and unhappy, mm-hmm. not at the beginning, mm-hmm. but I feel like being so young also contributed to the longevity of the relationship yes. because I was still acting on these on my experience, which isn't which wasn't a whole lot at the time. Yeah. And I was still very um, like I was still all about you know, in the moment. Yes. These type of feelings. And I feel like that did contribute, but you know, there are relationships that, um, develop when people are young, like how we were and they last. But if, if one is unhappy in Mm -hmm. that relationship, then, then I think it's time to start questioning it. I think that this phenomenon is actually more common than we think. I think there are a lot of people who do this thing in their like late teens, early 20s, where they like get in these relationships and go gung ho, like I'm yeah. fucking going all in and like this person's gonna be the one that I marry. And I think some people nail it. Like some people just meet the person who's like checking all the boxes and being fully supportive. And then they like, they make it through. And I know people like that too. And I think that's fucking awesome. Yeah. But then there's like the ones who who aren't willing or ready to let go like you and I mm-hmm. who like see it through to the bitter end. And then like even when it crashes and burns, we're still like maybe there's some remnants of life in there. Like, let me see if I can go back. And. Oh, man. Did you feel like you could talk to anybody about your toxic relationship? Um. The short answer is no. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have friends. I had you. Mm-hmm. So we had mutual friends. Um, yeah. We were, I mean, we yeah. were all in that same friend group. Yeah. But I knew yeah. how think, how bad things were. Yeah. And I guess I was embarrassed. I was yes. embarrassed because I was like, how am I going to admit to my friends that I'm still in this? Yeah. And like, I wouldn't be completely truthful of certain things. Like, yes. things would happen between us that were still like betrayals. And I wouldn't say anything because it's like, well, I chose to go back to this relationship. Yeah. I made this decision. Like, how am I going to, how yeah. am I supposed to bring that up to my friends? Yeah. And I felt embarrassed. I was like, why would. You so know? you didn't share with anyone? Well, the first incident, you know, what. When after we did like the post the breakup bod and everything, but there uh-huh. were certain things that would happen uh-huh. that um, 
or dishonest or disloyal on his end. And I wouldn't say anything because I was like, oh, like they're going to tell me to break up with him or they're going to think I'm stupid. And like, it's embarrassing. Oh, I felt at the time. Yeah. Embarrassed. And looking back now, do you wish you would talk to somebody about it? Um, yeah, I wish I, well, I wish I didn't feel like I shouldn't talk to somebody about it. Yeah. And I think I just didn't want to, I guess, look in the mirror because you guys were going to tell me what I already knew. Yeah. And I just didn't want to hear it. And yeah, like, looking back, I'm like, why yeah. didn't I? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like. I feel like. You also maybe didn't. Talk a whole lot about it because. No. It wasn't until that actual yeah. end of your relationship that yeah. I feel like, I mean, you did voice some of your, like, problems. I think when I would get drunk, I would probably say some things like, hey, like, I, you know, I'm not happy or yeah, whatever. And But it wasn't until the very end where, um, I guess, it all came out, like, about how bad things really were. Yeah. Well, the thing is that I I feel like I, I would ask him like once a month, I'd be like, listen, dude, like, are you happy in this relationship? If you're not, that's okay. Like, I totally get if you want to like go and branch out and like see other people and do your own thing. And like, I was giving him like a wide open door in the hopes that he would just like take it, jam out, and then it would be like he could break up with me and then we would be done. But like he never, ever admitted to anything. He just said like, no, I'm really happy. I'm fine. And I was like, dude, seriously. like. And you know what? I mean, I feel like maybe he was fine and he was happy. But if you weren't. Yeah. Like going back to what I guess how one would define if. Yes. Know, a toxic relationship like he might have been happy and he might have thought that everything was good but you weren't yeah you know for sure for sure and i think that that's how i contributed to the toxicity is that i knew good and well that i wasn't happy and i knew that there were plenty of people who would have listened to me and i i knew that that even though he wasn't doing anything wrong, like I think in your relationship, like there were things that it was like you could have used those things to get out of the relationship and like, dude, you just fucked up. Like I'm out. Yeah. But I didn't like I couldn't I couldn't catch him like making these mistakes. And I would be like, dude, if I break up with him, like I'm pretty much just doing it because I don't love him. And people are going to see me as a villain for that. And so because I was afraid of being a villain, because I was afraid of breaking his heart, because I was afraid of being alone, I was like, all right, I'm just going to like stick it out and like see what happens. But then I would like talk to other people and I would, you know, have to like hide my phone. I, I would just be that person who was being dishonest. I was being the person that you didn't want to be in a relationship yeah. with. And it wasn't until he he responded to that sex ad on Craigslist that I was like, this is it. This This is, this is my out. And I was so like, at first, obviously I was like, what the f? And then I was like, this is my golden ticket. 
I'm going to use this, I'm going to milk this, and I'm going to get the hell out of here because all I have to do is is say, like, look, dude, you pretty much cheated on me, and now I'm going to go. And I was, I like, I think pretty much within the month, I was able to have a conversation with him asking him to move out. Yeah. Which, God, like, thinking back on him living at my mom's house, that's terrible. But... I asked him to move out, and then he did. But, like, for the next year, the loneliness, the loneliness and, like, the inability to just sit with myself and all those thoughts and all the things that I'd been hiding and pushing aside because I was in a relationship having fun and, like, you know, like, doing stuff with people. And, like, once that was gone, I had to face the music, and that was awful. And I think that's why it's so important to if you're gonna enter a relationship to be okay with yourself oh yeah oh yeah how are you gonna be with somebody else if you can't be with yourself exactly exactly not on somebody else dude i mean i catch myself now like ralph will go out like he does tonight let's say you're not coming over Let's say you're not here doing the podcast with me. I would contemplate for like a second. Like maybe I should just invite somebody over. And then two seconds later I go, no. It sounds like a perfect night to just do nothing. To just chill and watch my shows. To read a book. And that to me like 10 years ago was impossible. Like I had to fill every second of my time. So that I wouldn't have to sit and and face my feelings. And being able to be alone and all that stuff, like, oh, my gosh. What a gift. Yeah. What a gift. And, like, you, I I'm, I think that the fact that I came into this current relationship with this kind of attitude is the reason the relationship feels so good and so functional. And that's not to say that it's perfect because I don't, I don't think that's a thing. Yeah. But, like, we are like we're good at figuring out how to argue things with each other yeah and like we have fucking fights all the time when we disagree all the time and like his attitude kind of drives me crazy and i'm sure my sensitivity drives him crazy but like we've learned to navigate it in a way where we can like all right dude like (laughs) let's discuss this and whatever and and it's respectful and it feels like it still feels good yeah as I mean, a, I, f- I feel that same way in mm-hmm. my current relationship. Mm-hmm. I feel, I don't feel insecure. Yes. I don't feel um, like we're very open. We, I feel, we are very open about mm-hmm. things. Like it, it's, it wasn't like, it's not like how it was in my previous relationship where, yeah. um, you know, he would take his phone everywhere. Yeah. With him because yes. of what was going on. Like, right. there's none of that yeah. in this current relationship. And yeah. I don't, um, yeah, I feel really secure. I don't feel like I did back then. Yeah. Um, um we don't argue much, mm-hmm. but if we do, like, it's, we talk about things. Yes. Like, we've learned how to communicate. And, um, yeah, my sensitivity also, I think, drives him crazy. But 
Um, I think that's just men and women. He's made changes to uh, realize that, like, I get really emotional about about certain things Mm -hmm. or I get really sad about certain things. And he has kind of, like you said, learned to navigate my emotions. And I think that works. You know, I do the same Mm -hmm. for him. Same. And, And I think, like, one thing that I used to do is, like, if we were getting into an argument and I wanted to talk, like, we're going to talk. I'm never giving up. Like, I'm never shutting up. I'm going to be in your face. We're going to talk this through until we reach a resolution. And he's the type of person who needs, like, a little bit of space sometimes yeah. and to, like, collect himself and to figure things out before we have a conversation. And I would be like, no, I want to talk, like, today, right now. And then it would just make him more upset. And then we would resolve nothing. And I had to learn to be like, you know what? I'm going to like back off and give him that space. And like as soon as I realize he's like teetering on like, um, I I can't anymore. Then I'm like, we need we just take that space. And then when we come back, it's like, all right, dude, like we're good. It was just like tensions were really high or whatever. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, what advice would you give to someone in a toxic relationship? What? Did we already discuss that? Did, is that what we're talking about I right now? I feel like it, it's, it's okay. if you don't, you know, I think you need to figure out who you are first before yes. you can you can give that part of yourself to somebody else. Yes. I think to that point, which is almost exactly the point, I think, is like, Don't compromise authenticity. I think if you have to like pivot to become somebody who's totally not you, that's probably not you. And you shouldn't be anybody who isn't you. Yeah. Like I think that somebody who loves you, like love that's real and pure and awesome is the one where somebody finally sees you for who you are and they're like, I love this person. And that's like, that wasn't the case at all. It was at least not for me. It was just like, I was okay. I was mediocre at best to that person. And like, that's not, that's, I don't yeah. want to be, I don't want to be mediocre. Um, what advice would you give yourself if you could go back in time? I'd give myself advice. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be obviously <laughs> what you know um, to do what makes me happy even if it doesn't feel good at the moment mm-hmm. um, and to slow down yeah. Slow down in terms of like enjoying life and everything. And yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think that would be it. Mm-hmm. And I one thing that I've that this relationship has taught me now mm-hmm. that I think goes that works for every type of relationship. Yeah. Whether it be with family members, friendships, any kind of relationship, is that um, you can't assume the other person is going to know 
or knows what you're thinking or feeling if you don't communicate that to them. Yes. I've made, I mean, that's something that's taken me a long time to learn yeah. because I would make that assumption. I'd just be all upset. Like I'm going to give these like signals that mean that I'm upset. And yeah. of course this, you know, the other person has no idea what the hell they don't even might not even notice, No, <laughs> you know, and um, I would get so mad, but I've realized like people can't read your mind no. and you have to be able to at least try to communicate your feelings and not expect people to know what it is that you're feeling if you don't tell them anything. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Would you do it all over again? Um, that's, I won't, the obvious, you know, people would obviously say no, Mm -hmm. but I feel like I am happy with who I am now Mm -hmm. and I don't want to risk changing that by undoing what I did. I feel the same way. You know, as miserable as I might've been, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I met you. Yeah, I made some good friends. I mm-hmm. had good times, and I think that experience—I don't know—helped mold the person that I am today. I think so too. I think so too, and I think that like I, if I could go back, I, I, I just, I guess I'm just trusting the process. I'm trusting the journey. I feel like everything that I've gone through, I had to go through in order to learn valuable lessons that I've been able to bring to my current relationship. Like I wouldn't know how to be this person, same as you. Like I wouldn't know the things that I know now if I hadn't gone through that struggle. And this is not me encouraging anybody to stay in these if they know better, but like just I, I, I guess I'm glad I did it. I'm bummed that I did it for so long. Yeah. I wish that I had caught myself way sooner. Like I still could have learned the lessons and cut it off like a little bit sooner. And I think it just would have taken like somebody, like some guidance, somebody being honest with me or like me being honest with myself and just like having an older person, like a mentor who was honest with me about that stuff. And it's hard because like my parents were not those people for me. I don't know if your parents were those people for you, like the ones who like kind of taught you how to like navigate love. But like, I didn't have any real great examples of what good relationships look like. So I think that these bad experiences helped me figure that out. And like, I don't want a relationship like the one my parents had. And I want, something different yeah well it's it's interesting you bring that up because my mom was one of those people that got bit by the snake and just cut cut it off i love that didn't turn back didn't look back and that was it wow i didn't know that interesting to see that i did not do that and i was you know, maybe it was it was me trying to make it work because it didn't work out for my parents. And maybe yeah. it was me trying to... Who knows? Yeah. Who knows what 
you know, my reasoning for what the deep psychological shit is (laughs) for staying so long in that relationship. But I'm sure it, it's some deep rooted issue that is for sure. uh, For sure, man. Yeah. Well, I think we fucking nailed it. Yeah. Damn. Boom. Boom. Podcasts. Podcast.